there was the time when uh, a couple got married in the KFC across the road. Yeah. And all of our flat, you know, we all gathered mm-hmm. to look at it and be like, is that what that is? And they looked really self-conscious mm. in there. And one of our number went to the, <laughs> just went to the KFC just to try and verify. And they were coming out as she was coming in. And she said, were you guys getting married in there? And he went, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really defensive. Really defensive. His his worst fear was coming true. We had binoculars. Oh, fuck. (laughs) But you would. Someone was getting married in the KFC. Yeah. Welcome to Mandatory Redistribution Party. I'm Jack Evans. And I'm Sean Morley. This episode, we ask the crucial question, is the dunk bad? Sean, what even is a dunk? Now, a dunk is when you destroy an intellectual opponent, and you know they're destroyed because they're neither present nor part of the conversation. It comes from when a biscuit goes in tea, because the biscuit is bad. Or when a ball goes in a basket, for the same reason. Yeah, man, fuck balls. We trace the dunk's origin back to new atheism-infused teenage misanthropy of the early 2000s and try to peer into a life without it. Someone we would never dunk on is you, dear listener, whose support we recognise and appreciate. Thanks to those of you who are able to support our work at patreon.com slash mandatory redistribution party, where you can find assorted bonus material. And for those who find when they open their wallet, a little moth comes out that leaves a little dotted line behind it as it flies. For you, we also accept tokens of praise on social media and glowing reviews on the iTunes. All right, Sean, get off your quad bike, mosey on down to the cellar, and pull on the big chain that says, start the episode. Oh, sorry, I thought we were going down to the quarry. No, 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 not not today, no. Hang on, and where, where are you saying we're going? The cellar? Yeah, the, the cellar. Your the, cellar? Uh, yeah, the Mando cellar. To pull on a big chain that says, start the episode? Yeah, it's where we keep the episodes. We've never done this before. Yeah, you, yeah you've never done it, and we've had a discussion about this. It's your, you're going to have to start doing it. I've got to go down in this cellar. Yeah, you've got to go down. I've been, do, been doing this whole time. Okay, um, okay, here I go. It's all right, just, wish, just the cellar. Wish me luck. Yeah, get on with it. Okay. Get down there. I'll see you later. I'll see you later. Yeah, you'll see you in about 30 seconds. Go on. And we never heard from Sean Morley again. Have you played any Pokemon Go? Yeah, when it's 2016. Reminded me at the time of... um, geocaching yeah but with you know actual no physical cache just a mm. you know a charmander or something geocaching promises big yeah. but the reality of geocaching was so much more tamer than i thought it was going to yeah. be yeah because a lot of geocaching is it's actually a piece of paper like yeah. hidden in like a, 
a Kinder Egg yeah. style capsule, and you're like, oh well, SM was here, 2021. Like, no I want to like find a weird bit of metal, or yeah, yeah. I just want to find a really manky old key, and I wear it around my neck on a chain. I think one day, one day, I will return to Shiganshina District, enter my father's <laughs> basement, and learn his secrets. <laughs> <laughs> or just, you know, one day I'll get to go into the staff area of, of abandoned Woolworths. <laughs> oh, this would have been a meat locker. <laughs> what? A meat locker in Woolworths? What did your meat locker was? in Woolworths. What? Woolworths didn't have a butcher. Fuck off. Listen t- to me now. In Sheffield, yeah. on, on the moor, yeah. there's an abandoned Woolworths building. Yeah. And upstairs... Two-floor Woolworths. The public aren't allowed up. Oh, onto wow. the second okay. floor. Okay. But upstairs is a hard metal area kept cool uh-huh. with these big fuck off hooks. Right. A big like slide close, just a big slide close heavy metal door that keeps the temperature in. That is that is meat, meat storage. For it. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, but wh- is there what? Is there a butcher's downstairs? Or is there just a giant meat locker upstairs with no no business attached to it. Well, there's no business at the bottom because the Woolworths is shut down. That's creepy. That's like Silent Hill. I take it for granted. You know, when things are local, you think they're normal. I just think these little things explain why Woolworths went bust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every town's got its own different yeah. Woolworths thing. They've got like an, like an auditor coming around to work out why they're losing so much money. And yeah, they're like, yeah. do you need that? Because you don't sell meat, do you? Yeah, yeah. Just keep it nice and cool to keep the pick and mix hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all meat hooks in a fridge, but each one's just a bin bag full of a different single pick and mix flavour. Yeah, they've got a massive meat hook, but they just pop an individual like chewy prawn on the end. <laughs> <laughs> Not effective use of real estate. Yeah. You could just use like drawing pins. Put on a corkboard. <laughs> so Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah. I have come back to it now that, you know, there's just nothing to do and I want to, like, go on walks. I found myself fascinated by, like, what's a Pokestop and what's not a Pokestop. Okay. Pokestops aren't really supposed to be, like, private businesses. They can be. Okay. But what they don't want is, like, McDonald's, like, the manager being, oh, if we register ourselves as a Pokestop, then... People go in, they give a burger while they're here. And also sometimes, I've not seen it happen, but I know that this is like one of their angles is if you do want to do that, you've got to pay them a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, So your average Pokestop or your average like layout of the viable Pokemon play area represents the sum total or the density of non-private business-based human artifacts within an urban area. Right. So sort of like yeah. statues. So, for instance, you can't have a naturally occurring geographical feature, right? Like a waterfall or an interesting tree. Why? If why not? Anything, why not? I don't know. Okay, I, I genuinely okay, don't know. Okay. I would love to know this, yeah, yeah. but they do specify. Here's where it gets weird. They do specify that if something human has been done to it, like a plaque or like a sign explaining the significance yeah, of the yeah, waterfall, yeah. you can have the sign. But you can't have the waterfall. What about, so like if the famous five, like some little kids or something have done like a dam across a little stream, that dam could be a, a poker stock. Human made, yeah, but yeah, I think okay. a beaver dam wouldn't be allowed. Right, that's interesting. You can't have a poker stop which encourages people to go near wild animals or schools or um, fire stations or hospitals. Wow. What about church? They love churches. Right. So it's, you can you can tell through using Pokemon Go and using like 
um, one of their databases, yeah. you know where the new builds are. Right. If you want to know where a new build estate is or where the new builds are all being made in an area, Pokemon Go can tell you that better than any other map. Better than right move. Maybe better. All right. So it goes right move, Pokemon Go, Google Maps. No, I think you give right move credit. Their search system's absolutely dog shit, mate. Like, if you can't really play Pokemon Go in like a new build estate yeah. because there's just houses and maybe the occasional shop, mm. but there isn't as many, like, there's no statues, there's no public art, there's no, like, there's no park. stuff. Yeah, there's not even like, and if there is, it's just a tiny little bit of green yeah, space yeah. with nothing that you could call like an identifiable landmark. Ugh, new builds are, are bleak. New builds are really zone. grim. They, people try to submit stuff to new builds and it's just like the bit at the end of the road or this piece of concrete steps. That's what you could play Pokemon Go with in that, those areas. You know, the guy who originally made Pokemon was like well into like bug catching mm, and like the yeah. wonder of seeing, you know, creatures out in the wild. Mate, I fucking... I buzz off seeing a creature. I love seeing a creature. Everyone, like a lot of people buzz off, you know, you see a creature in your, in your social media feed, you're like yeah, smashing like you've yeah. showed me a creature. But, but do you know they're real? But, they're in the world. But, but, oh, yeah, exactly. And then it's <laughs> yeah. another, le- it's like another 10 levels. Look at that, look at that fucking squirrel. Well, it's I told a, you about, it's got a lit cigarette. I told you about when I was doing bird o'clock, right? You have to explain or remind me of the term bird o'clock. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've always been on this quest to have a, yeah. a, a structured sleep that works for me long term rather okay. than just an yeah. exciting week and a half before I'm back to chaos. Yeah, yeah. And during early days of pandemic, because there was so much building work and yeah, student yeah. parties and stuff going on, it was yeah. so loud that I decided just to go quite nocturnal intentionally. Uh, 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 and I'd finish off every day with a 5 a.m. walk uh, and then I'd go to bed. And 5 a.m. Yeah. is such... An exciting time to go yeah. to the park. The paper round hour. All the animals yeah. are going bonkers go and they nice. don't fear this is their time. You've yeah, encroached yeah. on their time. Yeah. And the sheer amount of birds and the sheer volume yeah. of birds, like you just can't move for like all the ducks are just out. The yeah. herons are just out. I'm seeing kingfishers. I still, I've seen a kingfisher in Sheffield. Yeah. It's wild. It's literally wild. Have you ever like... You know, you go to like mainland Europe and you yeah. don't think anything's really that different about the wildlife. Yeah. And then you just see a slightly different kind of beetle. Oh, yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Berlin and the swans are bigger. Yeah, yeah. Deutsche Swan. Couldn't handle Deutsche yeah, Swan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's terrifying. I got pulled into the River Dee when I was a child by a swan. Really? I was feeding the swans bread that was on the turn. There was like a safety rail. And I will be honest. I was on the the dangerous side of the safety rail. I'd climbed over mm. it and I was holding on. I'm doing I'm doing a mime on a podcast. I was holding on to the this, this safety rail and kind of dangling and then like throwing the, the swans to spread. And then I thought, sure, this bread's not that far gone. This is, looks nice, this. You started eating the bread. I started eating the, started eating the bread. I was hungry, right? Started eating the bread. Oh, and but God. I was still brazenly in this like dangling position. A swan grabbed it's a bit of bread it went it was like you were feeding this give me that and it grabbed a slice of bread and i don't know why <laughs> to this day i don't know why i wouldn't let go of the bread sean i entered the struggle i entered the struggle over one slice of bread while in my other hand was a fucking loaf of bread it's just instinct isn't it just absolutely horrifies reflects poorly on my child self and the swan was obviously much more powerful than a, a human child. Pulled me into the River Dee. Wow. Swans, mate, don't mess. 
And I can't imagine a German swan. No, not messing. I can tell you my most scary experience with the German swan. Mm. So over the last few years, I got really into swimming, but this was yeah. at the very beginning end of it where I was yeah. not yet a strong swimmer, but I yeah. enjoyed swimming and I was trying to develop becoming mm. a strong swimmer. And I was in, where was I? I was in the south of Germany and yeah. I was swimming in the Rhine. Yeah. Was it the Rhine? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's a big life. Um, Rhine, great river, real clean. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was swimming in kind of, it's like, it was kind of like a place where you'd go to swim and they'd sort of enclosed it. Oh, cool. But the further away you'd swim away from the bank, like the more, yeah. this is this is a river and you can't swim against it. Right. And I was going out there to like practice, but I, you couldn't get swept away because they yeah, built yeah. like a thing in there. Yeah. But, but the thing still allowed swans <gasps> to just sail over it. And so I was swimming in fast moving water. I was safe, but I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't move myself or maneuver myself. So yeah, I was yeah, not yeah. a strong swimmer. And swans were just like sailing over my head and around my head and just looking at me. And I'm like, I can't do anything. I cannot get away from this. That's fucked. Very, very spooky. Because they move like ghosts. Mm. Anything that moves at like a single speed with no amount of like plodding, mm. that is ghost movement. Mm. Mm. I quite like... um walking in a way where i barely move my upper body so that my legs my legs move and my torso and up right and it looks like you know i tried to make it look like i'm just i'm just gliding and i quite like to do that just sort of round work whenever i'm near windows to uh, to create that right. that hovering effect for anyone who may be looking in that direction i've got to dip my hips quite a lot to achieve that are you the mm. same you have to like Run really bend your knees yeah 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 so you Not lose Monty maybe Python half a level, foot. but you got to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for me, it's yeah. I lose half a foot of height mm. if I want to be smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's just what you got to it's give fun, up though. if you really want to. It's fun. <laughs> it is fun. It's fun doing it. It's fun to imagine someone seeing it. It's fun to it's actually great. see it. It's fun to see it. It's fun to see it. Yeah. If I saw you doing that, I'd, I'd, I'd love it. I spent ages trying to work out how to do a comedy entrance that was perfectly smooth. And oh, I tried yeah. so many things yeah, yeah, yeah. and I couldn't find a catch-all smooth movement. Yeah. I was thinking about um, strapping a, a child's skateboard to my feet and then having a very subtle cane to sort of push me along like a Venetian gondolier. <laughs> so I'd move at this very steady rate, but I could also be very genteel, you know? Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much. For, as I come through the middle aisle, yeah. but... Nothing ever worked in practice. Nothing was ever as smooth as it was in my head. And that's life. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Go. No, that's it. <laughs> Do you ever have, like, flashbacks to being owned? I definitely have. And I know from Twitter this is a common yeah. thing of, like, you're trying to get to sleep and you remember a time from your life, not yeah. that's, like, traumatic, uh -huh. not like it's the worst moment of your life yeah, and you need yeah, to go yeah. to therapy about it, but just a time when you, like, just did something that's quite embarrassing that uh -huh. you obviously can't come back from. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily that someone owned me, but uh -huh. that I did time. it and someone saw, irrespective of their reaction. Yeah. It, it remains like a hot needle in my brain. On my like, teacher training, someone came in for the general teaching council, which is this thing. I think it's just gone now. I think it's been fucked off. But it was basically this completely pointless professional body that you had to be in. And it, it wasn't like a union, though, because there's teachers' unions. It was just this thing you had to be in to be a teacher. You know, like a, these mm. professional bodies that they have. 
But they took money from you. Don't really fucking do anything. I think I was just hung over and pissed off. And this person had given off like powerful Tory vibes. Mm-hmm. I, I remember asking, and I was definitely an arsehole for asking it, but I was just like, what exactly do you do that isn't done by either the place of work you're in or the trade union? But I remember this guy, this uh, drama teacher trainee, turning around and looking at me with like a scowl. And um, yeah, and then I, I think I realized like, yeah, what am I doing? You know, like in the moment, I'm like, I know this person doesn't have an answer to this. And what what was the point? It was like a real arsehole's question. What does it accomplish? Yeah. yeah. What the, what the, f- and I remember like the wave of like, what the fuck am I doing? Like coming, and it just conveyed by the look of this guy. Every, I think someone's frantically knocking at my door. One second. Yeah. A few moments later. Oh, neighbor's parcel. Oh man, at this time? Yeah, it'll be Amazon, won't it? Oh, They're yeah. all like, they work them like 24 hours a day for the fuck all. My dad um, won't take an Amazon parcel for his neighbour on principle for how much he hates Amazon. It's one of those issues where like, because it's Amazon, you're not injuring Amazon. You're just yeah. making some <laughs> poor sod's life a lot harder. Yeah. And my dad's DNA is precisely what had activated in me when I asked that stupid question of the general teacher council thing. Genuinely, that was like a decade ago. And on a weekly basis, I just have flashes of how bad I felt at that moment. Listening to you tell that story, I'm naturally trying to think, what are my own stories? Uh But I can't remember them consciously, you know? Consciously, they will come when I'm Uh trying to be calm. Yes. Now when I'm I'm intentionally agitated (laughs) to help the podcast sound interesting, I cannot summon my worst (laughs) moments. I've got a long history, a long litany of calling the teacher mom level terrible events yeah 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 one thing that's quite enjoyable about comedy is that if you're like a comedian all of your errors and all of your like (laughs) obvious mistakes you can be like i'm just playing a fallibilistic character actually and you saying that the emperor is naked actually means you're the one that's nude thank you (laughs) that's helped a lot through my 20s but in my early 20s didn't know how to play that trick and boy did i blunder (laughs) There's a piece of advice you could be given if you're feeling anxious about yourself is that anxiety could be interpreted as a form of arrogance or egoism uh, uh, because it presumes that people are inordinately interested in what you're you. up to. Yeah, what yeah, makes yeah, you yeah, so yeah, special yeah. that your yeah. mistakes are so interesting to other people? Yeah. It's only you that's agonising about them because you're worried about other people. But if when you realise and put things in perspective, people truly don't care that much, oh, yeah. your internal agony should diminish. But my problem with that has always been, if anyone in my eyeline makes a mistake, I not only see it, I think about it for a really long time. (laughs) I think about it for ages and I tell other people constantly. And I would be like, you know, different points in my life, I'll be with my partner and she'll say, what are you thinking about? Mm. I'll say, there's a a guy at the bus stop who just said the word shoes really loudly. (laughs) Why do you think he did that? There was the time when uh, a couple got married in the KFC across the road. Yeah. And all of our flat, you know, we all Mm, gathered mm. to look at it and be like, is that what that is? And they looked really self-conscious in there. And one of our number went to the, just went to the KFC just to try and verify. And they were coming out as she was coming in. And she said, were you guys getting married in there? And he went, yeah. <laughs> really defensive. Really defensive. Yeah. And his, his worst fear was coming true. We had binoculars. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but you would. 
Someone's getting married in the KFC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the I'm not owned response. Yeah. As I straight into a corn cob. The, the, even the question, are you getting married in a KFC? <laughs> if you're being asked that question, you fucked up. <laughs> right. yeah right it's not it's not the person asking the question that's attacking you yeah they are just rendering reality back at you i think it's very hard to be owned and then be like yeah yeah for, you know like if instead of going yeah he went yeah yeah I am. no you can't do that on your wedding day you can't do the dejected yeah no, you have to double down on your wedding day you can't you be owned can, you on can't. your wedding day but you can't sign. I accept on the wedding that. Day. I accept that. <laughs> yeah, I think the same thing about self-loathing. There's a lot of people who are aware that they've behaved poorly, mm. but instead of course correcting and like working on it, they just stop at step one. Like that was bad. Mm. I am bad. I'm a piece of shit, and they'll apologise. And their apology will include something like, "Yeah, I'm such a piece of shit." But you can't realise that that is just as narcissistic as thinking you're great. Um, and this is also a thing that's super common in comics yeah you have to actually try to alter your behavior i was talking about how doing comedy like makes you a little bit unownable because mm. you can wear your heart on your sleeve with regards to your own fallibility all horrors that happen in your life are just content but the problem is i'm going to make sort of a broad reaching point about institutions oh, here we go. is that one of the things institutions demand of you yeah it's not just like emotional labor they demand that you have some basic amount of pride in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, minimum you know self-respect. I mean? You can't go yeah. around your workplace, yeah, yeah. your wedding day, or your university with an attitude of, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not allowed. No. no. You have to have some amount of pride, which opens you up to the worst event a human can have, mm. being owned, owned in public. So what if... God actually exists, sir. Would he not have been good to you? No, because if that were true, it would mean that I had an eternal supervising parent who would never die and let me get on with my life, never let me grow up, keep me under surveillance. This is probably going to be the most simplest one for you to answer, but what if you're wrong? Well, what if I'm wrong? I mean... Anybody could be wrong. We could all be wrong about the flying spaghetti monster and the pink unicorn and the flying teapot. I want to talk about the legacy of new atheism. Oh, wow. Okay. Bad would be because my judgment. Before we talk about its remnants, yeah. I kind of want to talk about why new atheism was so goddamn huge mm. in the first place. It mm. was such an era. And I think new atheism, I wanted to work out what why was like kids teenagers really yeah, such yeah, fertile yeah. ground yeah. for this movement which was always spearheaded by like these old white men why were they like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so compatible and i think there was this culture uh-huh. that existed when we were growing up in the new metal era yeah which really got a lot of teenagers into this really misanthropic everyone <laughs> is stupid fuck you man except for me and my friend <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mixed in. There's there's the same DNA that's like, yeah, new atheism, gonna watch watch a hitch slap compilation. Yeah. And new metal is the only genre that's good. Yeah, and not only that it's my preference, but the other people's tastes are like a sign that they are <laughs> yeah, yeah. lobotomized. Yeah, low IQ, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> this, you don't like slipknot. Is there something wrong with you? <laughs> But do you know what I mean? This was like an yeah, international exactly genre I mean. of kid. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. our generation. Yeah. And they really believed, like, 
everyone got in their head that they were like a mega ubermensch and this was like demonstrated because they liked limp biscuit yeah yeah it's such a crazy and it's it's a weird like forerunner of the 14 year old lad who thinks ben shapiro is smart like it's that you can see a real line between those two things, right? Completely connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, like I remember, I'm going to say I'm going to put South Park in the crosshairs. Oh yeah, very important. Boots in on South Park era. Well, I think right. Okay. If you want to chart how this era is different from the era behind, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. The Simpsons and Homer Simpson yeah. represents is emblematic of a lot of shows, yeah. which is like this guy's a bit stupid. Uh-huh. But so we're all of us, right? We're all yeah. thick. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> yeah, fundamentally yeah, yeah. stupid. Yeah. And we use quite a lot of dramatic irony that you know they're wrong, but you know you're wrong in this kind of way a lot as He's well. He's a relatable, fallible idiot. And then we move forward to South Park, which is like, these kids are only kids, but they're smarter than everyone else who just can't see the world for how it really is. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And Very then true. I'm going to combine that with George Carlin and Bill Hicks, who's... Uh-huh whose fame they're already comedians yeah, Bill Hicks yeah, already yeah, dead yeah, yeah. but their fame and their career and their legacy was defined in this era when internet based South Park mm. fans discovered them and both of those comedians are all about everyone else is fucking stupid everyone's fucking stupid here's the truth I'm gonna drop truth bombs yeah the particular kind of dude who's like who loves that shit yeah yeah, yeah. and I feel like right we got we got a bunch of our elements. We got yeah. to connect in the big umbrella now, which yeah. is the internet. Uh-huh. And I think the internet helps explain why a generation thought they were cleverer than everyone else, mm. because we did grow up in an era where adults would just say things to us that were accepted wisdom, and you could be like, "I'm just going to look that up." Oh, that's like that's just received <laughs> wisdom that's false. Yeah, you you mistook you being smarter than everyone else for you having access to google and understanding how to use it when your parents didn't <laughs> you and you mistook you that for mistook, you smart. yeah you mistook for that like some sort of ubermensch proving high yeah, iq yeah. demigod status for you having <laughs> slightly better refined google search yeah, functions yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and and <laughs> admittedly there are like yeah. paradigmatic moments at different points in history uh, like yeah i'm gonna say it's almost on par to when like learning to write was passed down in England to the younger generation and people's fathers didn't know how to write. And then the kids are like, you're a fucking idiot. You can't write and read. We all can. <laughs> yeah. And then we compare. This, I have, you have said nothing wrong so far, Sean Morley. Uh, this is, and I don't tell me more. To. I'm, I'm going to sit <laughs> back. You keep dropping truth bombs. I'm nearest. I'm, 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 gearing up to the biggest bomb and then what? we'll just let that explode and we'll just bomb. think about it there's a bigger bomb coming fuck these are just aperitifs okay to, to czar bomber this is like do you know um the japanese sent balloon bombs over to the americans in world war ii and they killed like eight people what as in they were just helium balloons that would eventually pop and drop a well they weren't he- they were ballistic. like a weather balloon you know like a balloon that can go real high up and they'd put a bomb on it in japan punt it out towards America and that which way's America that way do it and then like some lad in California would just be getting his Burger King and then kaboom they're not I don't want to say lucky but like the geography of Japan to America is yeah, yeah. if that lands anywhere that's not the ocean it'll be in America it'll be America yeah yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of works. Yeah, yeah. Like That's if you what... do that anywhere else in Europe, you're like, I've started an additional war <laughs> with a picture <laughs> just due to a cross draft. Yeah. We're now at war with Liechtenstein. That's <laughs> <laughs> why so everyone always knows, like, oh, don't use a Zeppelin because the wind will blow it in a bad way. Yeah. But that is the small version of that. Don't use a tiny balloon bomb. Yeah, sorry, I've gone. I've I've derailed. But I feel like I've imagining... been Japanese bloom bombed. And saw bombers right, coming. That's what you were getting at. I wonder why that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's that's there's very good out. reasons why there's no famous hot air balloon based war. <laughs> yeah, I really feel like if if you could popularize it back, war would just become stickier. Oh yeah, war would yeah, become yeah. just less appealing. <laughs> Can't have all the drones when there's all, all the middle classes are just out ballooning. All right, so where am I? We got Bill Hicks. Yeah. We got George Carlin. Uh-huh. All of their clips get uploaded to the internet, shared yeah. around pre YouTube. People yeah, are loving yeah, yeah. it, right? And this kind of rhetoric. Yeah. that they're using, combined with new atheism, yeah, yeah. tells the earliest video content creators how to make impactful, mm. shouty content that makes the South Park generation feel incredibly good and yeah, share it on. Yeah. And so what I want to say is new atheism, it gets credited at, f- at forming the alt-right because... A lot of those creators went on to go and make anti-SJW, anti-feminist videos uh-huh, uh-huh. using the same techniques. But I think the more important legacy of new atheism is the dunk. Yeah. But also the very nature of the dunk as an all-consuming uh-huh. part of our discourse yeah, that yeah. is admittedly done by all actors in it. Oh, everyone. Did, you know, the, the, the quote tweet dunk. Everyone loves the dunk. Yeah. And yeah, and it's the new atheist. Oh, my God. The origin of the dunk. I'm trying to th- I think wanna... of a pre-dunk, an earlier dunk. Well, let me say something because I've got a bit prepared for this pre-dunk example. Okay. Because I think you can. I think the temptation is to go back and look at all stuff like in the Royal Society or like <laughs> European Academia <laughs> yeah, of people yeah, going, okay. "I've read your paper. I've read your treatise. Yeah, I'm yeah. writing another treatise to everyone that we know yeah. to say that your ideas are nothing more than poppycock and you should be thrown out of the society. <laughs> you should be thrown out on your mutton chops post haste." But I think that's different to a dunk uh-huh. because. What was happening there yeah. was a dispute within a community that is communicated within that community. Uh-huh. And I want to define a dunk as someone who is not part of a community, who's not part of the SJWs, who's not uh, part of the yeah, Theist yeah, community, yeah, 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 yeah. not part of the feminist discourse, going in, observing some of it, taking yeah. a lot of it out of context, uh-huh. bringing it to another group and turning that into an entertainment-based criticism oh, to gratify them. That's the dunk. And it relies, no matter who's doing it, it relies on glib decontextualization. No matter who's doing it, for what purposes, you cannot do a dunk if it's a long read. There's no long read dunk. <laughs> yeah, it's fast food content. Easily yeah. consumable, easily accessible. All the information you need for the, the, the dunk is within the dunk and it's not good for you. A good element of the dunk is, you don't need to check out the original source material. I'll tell you, I'll summarise. I'll summarise what it says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I'll attack that. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I don't see a way out of the dunk paradigm. I do the dunk. We I do see the dunk. dunk. I like this, the dunk. This, this I dunk, eat the dunk. This dunk exists in the pantheon of this podcast. Yeah, I'm on a big dunk diet. But I, I worry that in attacking the dunk, okay. I feel like I'm coming across as like, if we just had more good faith debate oh no no it would do fucking anything but that's not what i'm getting you're not attacking the dunk you're describing the dunk you're explaining the dunk you're saying the dunk comes from this you're saying this well the dna of the dunk i'm outlining the dunk so i can implicitly ask the question is the dunk good i think there can be good dunk 
and bad dunk. I want to hear more. Problems with the dunk. Problem number one. Inadvertently spreading or popularising the intended dunk target. For example, uh-huh. quote to tweet dunking uh, uh-huh. a far-right person who's grifting and requires dunk to survive. I think that's, that's one problem. Problem yeah. number two of bad dunk. Like you say, decontextualising things. Sometimes that can be effective because the the flip side of that is people going, well, you actually, you're not understanding what Jordan Peterson said here because you need to watch this six hour video where yeah, he says you need to have the exact same, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the sample, the test tube sample of diarrhea that I've shown you here, you actually have to drink seven litres of it to know that you're drinking diarrhea. And I want to articulate, just build upon that criticism. Mm, yeah. I think the incentive of dunks as entertainment and dunks are entertainment. Dunks are entertainment. They're not activism or something like that. And you can do yeah. both. Sometimes people need to have a good time. Yeah. Having a dunk is the same as a jockey bicky for me. Who, who's calling for the abolition? You get, you, you say like, I'm calling for the abolition. Oh, of I'm dunks. not saying, I'm not talking bit. to you, buddy. I'm talking, I'm, I'm in the hypothetical zone. I'm arguing with the air. I'm not arguing with you, my friend. Arguing with the air is not here to defend themselves. Sounds yeah. like a dunk to me. <laughs> the air's here. The air's here. <laughs> the it would attack here. if it felt it threatened. <laughs> Yeah, no one's stopping me from doing this, therefore it must be moral. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What I wanted to say was, if the dunk is entertainment Uh and doing good dunks comes with clout, Uh, it incentivizes bad faith. I think the bad dunk is is the bad faith dunk, but I think you can also do the good faith dunk. I like to believe I've done a few good faith dunks in my time. Yeah. But I think I'm worried about incentive you're, you're, you're structures form, because if it's down to the individual to, yeah, just to yeah. do the good dunks yeah, yeah. We're against a massive incentive structure, we're talking about good capitalists here, right? Uh, if you're incentivized uh, just to do uh, dunks at any cost, yeah. you're not always going to do the good dunks, are you? Yeah. Is it, the good dunk is a possibility, but an anomaly. The form incentivizes the bad dunk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can the incentives for good dunks come from other parts of mo- morality. <laughs> Coming to bear <laughs> on a dunker. Because the dunk system itself just never tells you to do a good dunk. It just demands dunk churn. What makes a dunk a successful dunk? Why, why would a dunk blow up? I think hypocrisy, mm-hmm. unnoticed hypocrisy of the dunkee. Yeah, this you. A this you is the most powerful dunk, in my opinion. I love seeing someone who is like, the only way to win is through the Labour Party and you really can't be creating this division now. And then you just search Corbyn in that person's tweets mm. and then you will find them saying they will never yeah. vote Labour again and are forced to vote the Lib Dems in 2017 See? and 19. It, it, it's powerful. It, it achieves nothing other than a two and a half second tsunami of dopamine flooding op- across your brain. I want to extend that to a general principle that a good yeah. dunk keeps the author out of it quite a lot and just <laughs> you just contrast information that exists in yes, the world. Yes, yes, your yes. Only, yeah, yeah. Your only uh, artistic vision isn't just in like cutting different bits of images and footage together to be uh-huh. like, just imagine these two things in contrast. Uh-huh. I've not given you an essay. I've just shown you two things. I'm trying to think of the most, the, 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 the pinnacle dunk of recent times. And I think it is probably H Bomber Guy's dunk on Ben Shapiro in that yeah. climate change thing when he hammers slash axes okay, through part of his set. That all of the water levels around the world rise by, by let's say, five feet. 
over the next 100 years, say 10 feet by the next 100 years, and it puts all the low-lying areas on the coast underwater, right? Which, let's say all of that happens. You think that people aren't going to just sell their homes and move? That is a globe-destroying dunk. That is incredible. That that's incredible. Anim anime ripples through I, the I don't want to lose that. That's great. I think that's great for a number of reasons. It's a very succinct wrecking ball through the stupid notion that market economics is a useful way to fight climate change. You know, it, it's quite a, takes a macro thing and turns it into this very short, very clear, funny thing. That's my good, that's the good dunk that's swimming around in my head. I can offer another pro-dunk argument as okay, well. Okay, okay. Is that dunking allows us to have fun, whereas what we're really doing is just keeping ourselves a little bit less gaslit by the world by reminding ourselves of how everyone's lying to us all the time. Yeah, I think that's useful, especially as demoralised as the British left is at the moment. I think it's useful to go, do you remember that just from a few months ago that none of these journalists remember or care about mm. which is a defining feature i think I've, I've said this before but i think a defining feature of being on the british left is having a memory longer than about eight days and so it does allow us to you know remember stuff collectively which uh -huh. is insanely useful about yeah. not going mad yeah and i think they, they defeat you completely when you go mad or just <laughs> give up you know and if as long as you're making jokes that's still good my conclusion i'm kind of drawn to initially like my initial response here is that there's good and bad dunks and the main defense of the good dunk is it's like a it's like a leisure activity an indulgence that gives this brief sense of satisfaction is there any more value in the dunk than that is that as far as the dunk can go it's or one it, of the few things that the left can do that's actually like fun and not dry yeah <laughs> but i do think I do think the confines of the dunk as our only way of, as our only joke is showing its limits. It's showing its limits in, in 2021, I think. Now, there's the other joke. Hit me with it. The left's other joke. The main joke is you dunk on a thing and you go, this you. And the other yeah. joke is, you know, you know the I think the tweet, was it um, more women guards or something at Guantanamo? Yeah. More Muslim women guards. Good point for that individual tweet. I see the point they're making, but mm -hmm. at the same time, like maybe we don't want um, as an end goal of everything more gay Navy SEALs or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That is better. That I've seen so many permutations of that joke. It's the left version of the one joke, the uh, the attack helicopter transphobic joke. Yeah. It's the left version of that where it's just everywhere. And it's like, is anyone looking at that and laughing? Mm, and it kind of shows like. But that's not a dunk. That's another thing. That's a, it is a dunk. another conversation. It, we are, yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. It's a dunk and it's it just dunk. is a little bit unnuanced because it's yeah, a yeah, dunk. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. also showing up the limits of Yeah, the limit. It's, a, it's a good example of the limit of a dunk, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what you want to do, to make that point, you just need to make it a lot longer by saying, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. the complete fetishization of representation as though representation alone it's, represents yeah, liberation yeah, yeah. is a liberal obsession. Yeah, yeah. And you cannot have just a diverse sector of oppressors yeah. because someone's got to be not liberated if they're having a fucking bomb dropped on their wedding. Yeah. So let's keep thinking about what it means to be free. <laughs> you can't make that. You cannot make that yeah, into a exactly, gift. Exactly, so. exactly.
What are we saying? Are we saying is anything good about the? Is the, the dunk good? Ultimately, is there know, anything? My, I, but is there anything to it beyond? Dunk. Is there anything good about the dunk beyond a brief sensation of um, of uh, shared experience and and not going nuts? Well, in that it contrasts against sincere long reads, mm. and sincere long reads are good. I love them, too and that long, really right? is too long. <laughs> they're often a too long, and you know they require intellectual effort that a dunk yeah. doesn't require. Yeah. And I think another defining feature on the left is not only having a memory, but being incredibly tired. <laughs> incredibly tired. Up here, yeah. tired up yeah. here. Like, Our okay, muscles, they soul. still work. Yeah. Yeah. We've become hollowed. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is interesting, actually, how you mentioned H-Bomber guy, uh-huh. but like bread tubers and left YouTubers. Oh, fucking don't say bread. Bread tube, forbidden forbidden word on mandos jesus just because it's so stupid that they've named themselves after the fucking kropotkin and they're all just liberals yeah, yeah. or social democrat what the fuck man what the fuck i, I found so i only started watching them recently and i was right. so thrown that not only are they all liberals <laughs> yeah but there's an only an iota of remotely political content in there and everything uh, yeah, else is just yeah, media yeah. criticism <laughs> yeah yeah media criticism and, can of course be political and liberals can make good content I think just when you're on our end of the political spectrum, you hear bread tube from the outside. And yeah. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah. let's sit so, down. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh yeah, Dumbo's a bad film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was a dunk, Sean. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a dunk. It was a fucking good oh, no, one. No, it was a dunk. No, carry on, carry on. <laughs> but you're right, you know. <laughs> It shows we're all imprisoned by ideology and the limits of the imagination are up and are imprisoning you at all times. <laughs> we're right. all in the panopticon of our own conceptual limits. All right, Foucault. Well, you know, that's a dunk one. Carry on. Well, my point was is that the vocabulary of how to do entertaining criticism hasn't yeah. fundamentally moved on yeah. since snippets of Dawkins lectures and Bill Hicks and, and George Carlin yes. clips yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the early 2000s. Mm. Because as funny as a lot of these people can be, it's not bad entertainment, mm. but the vocabulary, the structural vocabulary of the argumentation mm. has not moved on in two decades. Mm. Mm. So I want to say not whether the dunk is good or the dunk is bad, but what's next? What's a post dunk? Sincere posting. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it was the first thing I reached for. Yeah, I think I think super irony's probably got more chance than sincere posting. What's beyond the dunk? Yeah, what's beyond the dunk? That's going to be like beyond the dunk verso yeah. twenty twenty two. Yeah, I feel like it's up there with luxury communism as some sort of sci-fi themed question. (laughs) Beyond the dunk, yeah. And it'll be a book cover with like the stars on it and like the Star Trek font. (laughs) It's easier to imagine the end of humanity than the end of the dunk. It's getting that way. It's getting that way. Would you be with that? Would you lose the dunk? I quite like the dunk. You know, there's loads of things I I love to eat, but I don't want to have it every day. No, true, yeah. What more buffet options? Mm. What is beyond the dunk? What's beyond the dunk? Let us know. <laughs> yeah, write in. Because we, we haven't got a fucking clue. Quote tweet this when be polite. <laughs> <laughs> what is it when you quote tweet a thing and you're saying a nice thing about it? 
Praise. Yeah, but I'm thinking like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> praise. <laughs> but is there a term, you know, like a dunk? <laughs> Stop dunking on me. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I thought it was unusual. You couldn't recall no. such a simple word, but well, I was trying to help. Yeah, no, no. I was thinking of, um, uh, I, I didn't mean, I, I did mean praise, but I meant in like the form of a dunk, but like a nice dunk. I'm not following. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No. What you know, like no. <laughs> We're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 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 Mandatory Redistribution Party was created and produced by Sean Morley and Jack Evans. Our title theme was created by Ella Jean. Thank you for listening. Thanks to those of you who support us on Patreon or share episodes on social media. We honestly notice it and appreciate it. And love if you're doing it. Keep on honking, folks. Keep that honk going. Keep it echoing across the land. Maybe we can bring Sean back from the cellar.